Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's my team selection for game week 27. So I'm going to take you through how the team is looking, thoughts on Huang replacements, what I'm going to do in my transfers, thoughts on game week 29, all that good stuff. And I'll show you how badly things went in game week 26. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and let's get into it. All right, let's start with a quick look at game week 26. And it was pretty bad again. It was another red arrow. I got 56 points, but I did take an eight point hit. Bringing in Huang, who blanked three points. I bought in Fernandez for De Bruyne for a hit. He got four points. De Bruyne got zero. So that basically netted me nothing, right? It just broke even. To be honest, by the time Fernandez had finished playing, breaking even was about the best case scenario. Um, but still, it's not the kind of outcome that you want. And I did look at players like Bowen as well. So it could have been so much different. It wasn't that Bowen was super close to coming into my team, but I did consider it quite a lot. So that was hugely frustrating. And then I bought Solanke back in because I knew I'd want him for game week 27 and 28. And obviously he blanked, which is not a problem. It was Man City. I think that was the most likely outcome. But to go and get injured and now be a doubt for 27 is a bit of a killer. And I'll talk about that in a minute. It's quite funny because on a video last week, I can't remember which one. It would have been game week preview or final thoughts. Someone said to me, what's the kind of worst case scenario if I bring Solanke in early just to put him on the bench? Something like, I guess if he gets injured, boom, there you go. That's why you don't make early transfers for players that you're only putting on the bench. Uh, but yeah, 56 minus eight points here. I fell from like 50K to 70K, which again is not a disaster. The problem is I keep saying that every week and I'm slowly falling down the ranks. So I don't really want to fall outside the top 100K. I think over the next couple of weeks, once um, you know we get through blank game week 29, I decide on my chips free hit or wild card soon. I think it'll be not easier, right? But there'll be a bit more focus on transfers and stuff like that because I'll have used my chips. I won't have them to back me up. I'll have to be maybe a little bit careful. I think over the last couple of weeks, it's not that I don't know. I don't think I've made necessarily bad choices, but because things have been up in the air with fixtures and chips and stuff like that, and then injuries, obviously, to Trent, etc., I've made a few moves that I don't think I usually would have if we'd known the fixtures. But that, you know, it is what it is, right? So, 56 points, 8 point here. I've said that three times now. The only players that returned, Saka, 10 points. He's been amazing recently. Foden, 11 points. Really happy with that. The decision to get Foden over De Bruyne back in game week 22 was excellent, right? Because he got that 20-pointer. He's got 11 points this week. He hasn't missed games like De Bruyne has. The problem is I benched the 20 points, so it hasn't been as good as it could have been. Haaland captain only 5 points, so he did worse than Saka. Um... 
but did better than Huang, which some people went for. So it wasn't really a disaster. Watkins chipped in with nine points. So a pretty terrible week. Um, I did say going into it, that it was kind of damage limitation. Is a 20,000 rank drop to 70k with an eight point hit? Is that damage limitation? It's probably a bit worse than I would have hoped for, but not the end of the world. Now we have the fixtures for 29. This chip's going to be used soon. We can focus, hopefully, uh, and start making some good decisions and get those good outcomes as well. So yeah, game week 26. Glad to see the back of it. Let's move on to game week 27. All right, so game week 27, it's one free transfer and 6.6 .6 million in the bank. So there is definitely some flexibility there in terms of the moves that I can make this week. In goal, I'm sticking with Dubravka with Wolves at home and I'm benching Ariola against Everton away. Dubravka obviously missed last week through illness, but he played in the FA Cup. So he should be fine. I don't think Karius is going to take his place anytime soon or anything like that. The goal That, that goalkeeper combination has been absolutely terrible. And in fact, my goalkeepers all season have been so bad, right? Last year, do you remember how bad Danny Ward was for Leicester? Well, at one point when I wildcarded him in around game week nine, I got like six clean sheets in eight games. It was absolutely incredible luck. This year, I had Pickford at the start, who's actually doing really well overall, but he didn't really get me anything while he was in my team, apart from maybe one clean sheet just before I wildcarded him out. I wildcarded in game week 10, and I had the Areola and Turner rotation like a lot of people. Later on, I grabbed the Bravka again like a lot of people. And in that time, from game week 10 to 26, I've had four clean sheets from my goalkeepers and I've benched two of them. So I've only had two clean sheets from game weeks 10 all the way to 26. Absolutely awful. Does that mean I'm doing anything about it this week? No, because there's more like kind of higher priority transfers that I need to make. The next time I'm going to change goalkeepers will be on wildcard. I'm not sure who I'm going to go for at that point or when I'm going to activate that, but that's when I'm going to change things up and we'll start looking towards, you know, goalkeepers that are definitely going to have doubles later on and stuff like that. I just hope in the meantime that the Bravco Ariola can start getting me some points because it has been absolutely terrible. I'm not even that confident because the Newcastle defense has been pretty awful recently and Wolves are a pretty decent attack. So we'll see what happens. I like my defense this week it's a shame they're all away games but i think there's i think that looks really good i've got saliba and gabriel so the arsenal double up against sheffield united they got a clean sheet in the reverse fixture at home uh when gabriel i think missed out actually that game but um that looks pretty decent on paper there's no need to panic about that or anything like that obviously the goal threat's good as well and then i've got connor bradley nottingham forest away and he should start now i said on twitter the other day that you know, he played right wing in the Carabao Cup. It looked like he was going to play right wing uh, in the FA Cup. That didn't happen, but he's still very attacking from right back, and he's a massive differential as well. Again, I wish it was at home, but there's got to be a good chance of a clean sheet for Liverpool in that game. Not a guarantee, of course, because Liverpool have got a lot of injuries. Forrest aren't any slouches when it comes to attack either, but possible clean sheet and then possible attacking returns as well. I don't think he's someone that I can necessarily keep long term or he's going to be like a major you know, option, uh, major FPL pick for most people for a long time. But for this week in particular, I'm kind of excited about having him in my team. After that, it's Man City at home. No chance of a clean sheet, I would say. Uh, blank in 29. Then Trent might be back after the international break, which is game week 30. But if Trent has a setback, he's out for longer, then Connor Bradley staying in my team would be pretty nice. So I'm basically just playing that one, you know, week by week. So on paper... I think that looks pretty good. Dubravka, Wolves at home, Bradley Forest away in the double up on Arsenal defence, and they've been great this season. Whether the points will come, we'll have to wait and see. On the bench, just quickly, 
Uh, it's Doughty against Villa at home. Don't see a clean sheet there. And Charlie Taylor against Bournemouth at home, who most weeks, outside of blanks and stuff like that, I just wouldn't want to play anyway. So, yeah, let's see what happens. Defence looks good. Surely it's going to go better than game week 26. And then in midfield, I've got Palmer against Brentford away, Foden against Man United at home, Huang against Newcastle away, but he is orange flagged and almost certainly not going to play a part in that Newcastle game. Gary O'Neill said after the FA Cup match the Wolves had midweek that it wasn't that bad, but he'd be amazed if he didn't play against Newcastle. And given that it's a hamstring injury, you'd have to say he's probably a doubt for at least game week 28 as well. So we will get another press conference from Wolves today on Friday, but I'm just assuming at this point that Huang is going to be not an option for this week and probably not one for game week 28 either. Um, and then I've got Saka, Sheffield United away. He's been fantastic, not going anywhere as you can imagine. And on the bench, it's Bruno Fernandes against Man City away. And now I look at that midfield with the injury to Huang and then Fernandez on the bench. I just can't help but look back at last week's move and say that was a mistake. Like, I think, you know, with De Bruyne, I called that he was probably going to be benched and that he wouldn't always get points off the bench, which is what happened. And we knew before the deadline in the end that that had been confirmed that he wasn't going to start. So I think that was a good move to get rid of him. And look, on another day, maybe Bruno Fernandes gets a penalty as well as an assist and he does all right and Bowen doesn't score a hat-trick and I'm sat here with a little bit less hindsight. But I do think it was a slight mistake to go for him. Some people would say it's a big mistake, fair enough, because of the fixture he's got this week. Because if I got another injury, you know, I don't really want to have to call on Fernandes when he's got Man City away. Like Obviously, you know, he could get a penalty in any game, but it's not very likely against Man City because City are probably going to dominate most of that that game. So... That is a mistake now because of the Huang injury. Obviously, there's a bit of hindsight there, but I'm not kind of happy with that, how I made that decision. I do think a couple of my moves over the last couple of weeks haven't been necessarily ideal. All that being said, can't dwell on it, right? Got to move forward. And so I'm going to bring Son in uh, for Huang. I've got 6.6 million in the bank, so I can easily do it. It actually leaves me about 2 million left over for any other moves as well. And I'm just going to keep Bruno Fernandes on the bench. I think with Son... There's a couple of reasons I want to bring him in. I don't really see a better midfielder this week that I don't already own. Like some some people are saying about Diaz, right? Because of all the injuries Liverpool have got. Forrest away this week. If you free hit in 29, you get him back for Liverpool's good fixtures from 30 onwards. But it's Man City in 28. And there's no guarantee that I do free hit in 29. And if I don't, I'd rather have Son this week than Luis Diaz. So I don't really want him. I don't think Richardson or Madison are better than Son either. Look, Douglas Luiz, great, of course. Leon Bailey's doing brilliant as well. But again, I don't think they're better than Son. And the beauty with Son is he kind of keeps my my options open in terms of chip strategy. Because to be honest with you, I'm, I'm still not set on what I want to do. I know I need to use a chip around game week 29. I just don't know which one I want to use yet. And I think my team for 27 looks good enough to not have to worry about it. And with Son, he kind of leaves the options open. because. Is Palace at home, Villa away, 27 and 28, pretty good. Even if I wildcarded in 28, I think Son against Palace at home is great. There's not really another midfielder who I think is better that, I, again, that I don't already own. Like, maybe Odegaard against Sheffield United, but I've already got double Arsenal defence. De Bruyne, if he starts, could be great, but I don't want that headache, right? So I'm going to go for Son. And if I do end up free hitting in 29, okay, I don't get the benefit of the fact that Spurs have got a fixture that week anyway. Then I get him back for Luton at home in 30, Forrest at home in 32. He's going to have double game weeks down the line as well. He's nailed on. He's on penalties. He's got Bernie in 37. I just, it just makes too much sense 
the, the move makes too much sense to ignore it, basically. So Song comes in for Huang, and like I said, I've got a lot of money left in the bank. It is 2.5 million. So that's a great move. In terms of, or at least I hope it's going to be a great move, the reason that I'm unsure about chip strategy is because free hit 29, I'm fine with it, right? I don't buy this thing about, you know, the teams are bad, the players are bad, you shouldn't free hit. Because ultimately, if I don't free hit, I've got to use a different chip or I've got to bring in those bad players anyway right into my team but i'm just wondering whether it'd be better to have the free hit later on rather than the wild card because i cannot there's no way i can get through 29 without using a chip because if i do the son move right that leaves me with Ariola, taylor doughty uh son and watkins so five players that play in 29 i don't think i've missed anyone and then i've got one transfer in 28 and one transfer in 29 so I could get up to seven players for free and I could get up to nine players for a minus eight. But as part of those nine players, I, I'm either bringing in, I'm either bringing in Luton players. So two Luton players in 28 for the double, then into 29, which is not necessarily a major issue, but it means I've got to start selling some of these attackers, right? So do I really want to sell Haaland for Morris or Adebayo if he's fit and then free hit and then not have Haaland back afterwards? Not really. And it also means if I'm concentrating just on 29 players that I'm skipping the Bournemouth double game week as well. And I think on paper it looks great. So I I just don't think I can use transfers only and then save my wildcard till afterwards. I'm just a little bit stuck between whether I free hit or I wildcard. I personally think the wildcard can work, but I'm not 100% sure in it. So my main strategy this week is to get some because... Whether I free hit in 29 or not, or a wild card in 28 or not, Son is just a good move, period, right? I just don't think there's really any arguments around that. So essentially, I'm getting Son and then putting my decisions off until next week to give myself a bit more time to think about it. Um, just to quickly go over the others, obviously Palmer, great. Brentford away is not a bad fixture on penalties, etc. I also think like Nkunku has had another setback, by the way. So the idea of Palmer losing penalties is not happening anytime soon. Um, and as we know, Chelsea's fixtures from 30 onwards are good. I got him at 4.9 million. They're going to have at least two, I think, maybe even three double game weeks from game weeks 30 all the way to 38. No reason to get rid of him. With Foden, I think, like, medium term, I'm not that bothered about having him in my team because it's Liverpool away next week, blank in 29, Arsenal in 30. I think Man United at home is a great fixture, so no real reason to get rid of him. I did answer a question yesterday about whether I would do Foden to Son this week. I think it's one of those moves that's fine, but you don't need to rush into it. If you'd rather roll the transfer, I think that's more than viable. So that's it. Huang to Son. Let's look at the forwards. So I just want to add one more thing before I talk about the front three. I think some people will have listened to what I just said about the fact that I can take an eight-point hit and get to nine players in game week 29. And probably be wondering why I'm not doing that because it allows me to save my wild card and my free hit. And given that there's only four fixtures on in 29, they don't look great anyway. Surely going in with nine players is fine. And I actually think it is. The question really is is eight points and ignoring for the most part the double in 28 worth saving one of those ships? Are they going to be worth more later on? And the answer is we can't know that for sure. Um, my original plan was to wildcard in 30 or 31 and then free hit in 34 and bench boost in 37. I think that strategy is more than viable still. I just don't think my team is now in a position to do that. And if you look at like the kind of 
players and decisions I would have to make. I don't think they're ideal. So we go to, uh, sorry, we make the Huang to Son move. So that gives me, what's that? Son, Watkins, uh, Taylor, Doughty, and Ariola. So I've got five players. In game week 28, let's just say I roll. I completely ignore the double. And then I've got two free transfers going into game week 29. So I can make four for an eight-point hit. But with players like Saka and Palmer, I know I'm going to want them long-term. Like, it's not even just that I'm going to want them long-term. I'm going to want them pre uh, back pretty soon after game week 29. So like I said, Chelsea's fixtures from 30 onwards are really good. Saka has Man City in game week 30, which isn't great. But after that, I'm probably going to want him back. And I've got money tied up in them. So I wouldn't really want to sell them. One obvious move would be Solanke to Tony, right? I think a lot of people are going to own Tony for the blank. I guess it's... I guess it's okay to sell Fernandez and Foden, and I'm getting in like maybe what Bowen and Douglas Louise, which is probably okay, right? So that's potentially the the transfers that I could make. Is that good enough? I mean, it possibly is. Uh, it possibly is, and it is something I'm going to think about. I, I'm kind of thinking about this on the fly here. It's something I've considered before. But it is a move I could make. And maybe I should just do that and stick to the original plan. But I'm completely ignoring the Dublin 28. And I just think, look, it's Bournemouth and Luton. So I understand that people don't want to go all in. But it's Sheffield United at home and Luton at home for Bournemouth. Surely there's a chance they can get at least one clean sheet. Plus the appearance points in the other game. Maybe you're looking at 8 to 10 pointers for those Bournemouth defenders. Is that the most likely outcome? Maybe not. But I am someone that kind of likes to go all in on the, on the doubles where possible. And look, I could, I could go for Luton players instead of Bournemouth ones, but then I'm buying like Ross Barkley instead of Douglas Louise. Is that worth it? Maybe. I, I don't know. I just don't know if eight points, still not having 11 players, and also ignoring 28 is enough. Because then I'm going to go into game. And by the way, right, one thing I need to point out, and actually this is something that I'd forgotten, I can make all those transfers, great. But my defense in game week 30 is then double Man City, Sorry, double Arsenal against Man City, Taylor against Chelsea, Doughty against Spurs, and Conor Bradley, who might not even play. So, I don't know. It's like, it's a minus eight. I still don't have 10 or 11 players. My, my defense in 30 still looks bad, and I've completely ignored game week 28. I just, I just don't think it's worth saving a chip. But I'll, I'll, I think I'll discuss either at the end or next week a bit more about why I'm considering wildcard 28. Let's just go, let's just go back to the front three before I carry on rum, uh, rambling forever. Forever, oh my god, I can't even get my words out now. Haaland up front, Man United at home, definitely going to be my captain. Though I think that Saka is a viable alternative, yes. Uh, but I do worry about what Man City might do to Man United. And Haaland, look, maybe hasn't scored enough goals in the Premier League recently, which I still think is quite frankly ridiculous given the amount he does score. But we saw what he can do against Luton. Man United, is he going to score five goals? No, but two or three, definitely possible. Uh, Watkins against Luton away, great. The key decision really is what to do about Solanke. I'm hoping the manager comes out and says he's fully fit and available and going to play because Burnley away is a great fixture. If he's out, it's a really difficult decision. If he's out for 27 but back for 28, that leaves me a problem because I either have to play Bruno Fernandes or I have to take a minus four this week to sort it out. I think my gut feeling is if Solanke's out this week but back next week, I'll either play Fernandez or just play one of my defenders. I don't know if there's another midfielder that's worth taking a minus four for. Like, I'm not going to bring... I don't think I'm going to bring uh, Kevin De Bruyne back or anything like that. I mean, if we look at... Let me just have a quick look here. Could I even afford that? I don't think I can. 
I'm doing a lot of this, I'm doing a lot of this without pre uh, pre prepar- uh, pre preparation. I also can't speak today. Uh, Fernandez, yeah, ten point seven million. So could I bring? I, I could bring De Bruyne back, but I don't think I would do that. I think if I sell Fernandez, it would be for someone that plays in twenty nine, just in case. Um, and in that case, I'd probably go for Bowen because he's got Burnley at home next week. Maybe Douglas Louise. So I could take that minus four. But ultimately, if Slanky's going to be back for twenty eight, there's just no reason to sell him whatsoever. If he is out longer term. Then maybe I just sell him to Tony and start thinking about getting through 29 without chips. But I don't really want to do that. And I'm hoping that Solanke is going to be back. So that's the team, right? Hopefully that made sense. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go through a draft for wildcard 28 now because I might get to next week and decide that's not something I want to do. And I can discuss that on another video next week anyway. But I just think with, with the wildcard in 28, you can potentially, Go all in on the double. You can get through 29. And by the way, it's not that wildcarding would be hit free. I'd still probably take a minus four in game week 29, but I'd get to 10 players and they'd probably be slightly better. My defense looks better for game week 30. And then once I've got the likes of Salah and Haaland back into the team after game week 29, they're just kind of set then until they get injured or anything like that. And I've got the free hit to bail me out. So I kind of like that strategy, but I need to give it a bit more thought. We'll have final thoughts later on today, so plenty of time for questions. I'll go through all the latest injury news and stuff like that. But if you've enjoyed that and found it useful somehow, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button, and I'll catch you again later on. Sports Social Podcast Network.